Well, our IUL friends, it has been a minute, but I am so happy to have another gruesome gaming episode today. Today, we are covering two curses and a potential haunting in two of the most well-known sports games, Madden and NBA Jam. Chloe, as someone who played basketball for six years, I know embarrassingly little about the NBA. However, (laughs) equally shockingly, I know a little bit about the Madden curse already. I'm very excited. I very much gravitate towards curses, as you know, and I think you do too. So instead of our tinfoil hats today, what do we grab? Football helmets? Yeah, let's grab a helmet. What's your favorite football team, Chloe? Do you have one? (laughs) Do you have a favorite Uh... team? Well, my dad liked the Vikings, so... Okay, Vikings, here we go. I'm a Steelers fan. Let's go. Let's get into it. (laughs) Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, the evidence expert, the least coordinated and least sports fanatical person here. You're our point guard today. All right. Or you can be the quarterback. (laughs) Take your pick. (laughs) I'm Eleanor, your skeptic. Like I said, I played soccer for 10 years, basketball for Mm -hmm. six. I loved sport until I decided I was an artist. So I'm very excited for today's episode. Listen, sports and gaming. Today is our big crossover between the two of us. What can I say? It'll be Top 10 anime crossovers. Here we go. Together, we are the Gruesome Twosome, and this is Internet Urban Legends, where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for. We might scare ourselves into staying up all night. Will the football episode do that? Who's to say? We're (laughs) glad to have you guys along for the ride. So today we are talking about two really fascinating video game related curses, like hauntings. It's very strange to me that we found not only one, but like two examples of something very similar Mm -hmm. in two different sports with two different video game franchises. Like, this episode is fascinating. Did I undersell in the intro? Am I about to get spooked? Oh, listen. Okay, listen. I'm ready. I don't know. Like, maybe I need to do a little road trip and come and stay the night or something, because it's freaky. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. So for those of you at home who, much like me, may not have known about this prior to this episode, Madden is a football game that has been around for more than 25 years, and the curse goes as follows. Anyone who gets put on the cover is either cursed slash doomed to have an injury, a decline in play, or just straight up bad luck happen to them. And when I was first hearing about this, I was like, oh, probably like a couple of people on the cover mm-hmm. had a bad season. It's a sport. Of course, you're going to sprain <laughs> an ankle. Or get, <laughs> it's a sport. <laughs> it's a rigorous man sport. Like, <laughs> of course, you're going to get injured. Mm-hmm. But, oh, 
It's so weird. And it's even weirder to think that John Madden, the coach and sportscaster, was always on the cover of these games until 1999, when Garrison Hurst was the very first player on it. After being on the cover, shortly after he broke his ankle and he was not able to return to the sport for three years. So that's a while. That's really unfortunate. Can you even imagine? But it could be a coincidence. But this is far from where this story stops. Out of the 22, well, now 23 because of the 2022 cover. So out of the current covers, we have seen every athlete pretty much have a misfortune in their game take place that season that they come out as like the cover of the Madden game for that year Mm -hmm. or the following season. So what does a misfortune mean? Is a misfortune like you're throwing interceptions or is it like you're like ripping open your Achilles tendon? Like what is a misfortune? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's a range here. Well, I'm so glad that you asked because there are so many stories of people just experiencing the most crazy turn of luck after being on the cover of Madden for one reason or another. But I'll give you a few highlights and some of the more interesting examples, I guess. So even Sports Illustrated, like this is such a big, like commonly known thing, the Madden curse. Apparently I'm the only one who hasn't heard of it. I'm living under a rock. (laughs) But even Sports Illustrated demonstrated an interest in the curse. And they went through like every single player journey, stats, everything like that, and just detailed it, like laid it out in a really great article. Mm -hmm. And what we found is that about 17 out of the 22 players that had been on the cover of Madden previously Mm -hmm. had significantly worse stats or an injury that caused them not to perform well. Okay. But you know what? Mm -hmm. When you're on the cover of Madden, right? It's like right after you've had like a crazy good season. Isn't that the point? That's true. Like they put you on the cover of Madden after like you're at the high point of your career, essentially, or if like you're a really trendy player that like is like on the rise, like they're trying to sell video games. So it kind of makes sense to me. Like, I don't know how many of these are injuries. I guess we will see. That is weird. But it makes sense that a lot of them would have worse stats in the seasons after their high point of their career. But Listen to this. These are apparently some of the more modern names, so hopefully people recognize the names. Okay. I still didn't. There's someone here from 2020, and I was just like, who? <laughs> like, I don't know anything. Okay. See, sport. <laughs> Sports. <laughs> go, go game. Go games. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray Lewis was on the 2005 cover, and he missed his start because of a broken wrist, then missed another 10 starts following his Madden cover. Patrick Mahomes was on the 2020 cover and immediately had a knee injury and made 24 fewer touchdowns. That was an interesting statistic to me that someone had to like go through, be like, you missed this touchdown, you missed this touchdown. What is it like to be a player like reading this? Like, am I cursed? That would be weird, right? I wonder if people say no. Like, I wonder if players are offered the cover and just decline. Like I said, a lot of these names just right over my head. But you know what name I did, in fact, recognize (laughs) was one Brett Favre, baby, because he played for the Vikings. Yes, that would be the player. (laughs) That would be the player you watched like growing up. That makes sense. What I didn't know is that after being on the 2009 cover, Brett Favre retired after that football season, but then returned to the New York Jets. However, his numbers had declined by a lot and he had a right biceps injury. Could this be due to the fact that he had taken a break? 
Maybe. If he was old enough to already be like ready to retire, mm-hmm. could they have put him on the cover because like they knew he was going to retire soon and they still wanted to give him a cover while he was playing? I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of correlation, but not a lot of like causation from the curse so far. Right. A few other names you guys may recognize would be Odell Beckham Jr., who was on the 2016 cover. He had an amazing season. Okay, he was the odd one out. He was on the Uh cover and he, mm, chef's kiss, did phenomenally. However, the curse is said to have affected him in the way that after this, I guess he moved to the Browns and Uh he has not been considered, quote unquote, elite since. So statistically speaking, 17 out of the 22 players, like I said, have had significantly worse seasons or have suffered some kind of an injury. Mm -hmm. But that leaves like five people, obviously, who did not. Yeah, who are untouched. Tom Brady was on the 2018 cover and he had an amazing season after that. Like, let his team to the Super Bowl, baby. Tom Brady also, like... Not even the curse can affect Tom Brady. That man sold his soul to Satan or something. He's like an immortal, (laughs) unaging, just, I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, being at Tom Brady's level, I guess he's, like, the most elite, probably. Takes so much dedication, but also the amount of, like, luck, I don't know. Like, he has an anti-curse. With Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes being on the 2022 cover, everyone is kind of freaking out on TikTok. Like... You know, just wondering, will the curse affect them? Chronicling some of the more fascinating details of the curse and people that it's affected. It's interesting because Patrick Mahomes' first experience, they both have been on the cover of Madden before. Mm -hmm. His experience with the quote-unquote Madden curse was pretty bad. Like, you know, he wound up suffering a knee injury. He made fewer touchdowns. But Tom Brady after being on the Madden cover, like had a phenomenal season, led his team to the Super Bowl. So it's going to be so interesting. It feels wrong to say like to see what happens because like this is people's <laughs> livelihoods and bodies and like. That's true. We don't hope for injury. However, like it is entertainment. Sports are entertainment. What do you think about the Madden curse? Do you think this is real? Do you think it's all like coincidence? I don't know. I think Maybe it could genuinely get in the heads of players who are on the cover now. Mm. Like it might have become a self-fulfilling prophecy in later years because of how many people this happened to. And like I said, injuries are common in football and it makes sense that you would be put on the cover when you're at your best and then you, you know, you reach a decline at some point. So I don't know. 17 out of 22 is like a large statistic, but I do wonder if you took like 22 people at the height of their career. You know, you asked like a sports person (laughs) to name those people at the height. They also probably would have hit a decline or like gotten injured or something would have happened to them. You know what I mean? Like those things happen with sport over time. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this. I feel like I'm leaning towards coincidence, but still kind of creepy. Up next, let's change sports and talk about how a devastating death has caused another sports game to be famously quite haunted. Uh, Let's move on to something that at least one of us is quite familiar with, which is basketball. Now, do you know about the Patrovic story? Have we talked about this before? I do not. I know nothing. (gasps) 
Oh, this is so weird. Okay. He was a professional basketball player from Croatia who joined the NBA in 1989. Now, Petrovic was an incredible player. He was considered one of the greatest shooting guards in the league. He even had two silver medals and one bronze at the Olympics. When he was traveling to Berlin, he decided to skip a connecting flight to Zagreb in Croatia to drive there with his girlfriend instead. I think that they just decided to go on a little road trip and, you know not get on a plane, which is totally mm -hmm. understandable. Very unfortunately, they both pass away in a car accident on June 7th of 1993. This is where this brings us to the NBA Jam story. So the NBA Jam arcade cabinet came out after Petrovic's passing, and it's like a like a side scroller almost. I mean, you have to think you're using like one of those little joysticks and mm -hmm. the buttons. So it, it was like 2D people just running back and forth playing basketball as one does right and nba jam i guess on the reddit thread r slash today i learned with 26 million members they recalled an interview with the head designer and programmer of the game his name is mark termel and he had some really fascinating things to say about what we're going to be talking about today with the nba jam haunting it feels almost silly to say that word like Comical. We've mm -hmm. talked about a haunted, a quote unquote haunted arcade cabinet before being Polyvius, mm -hmm. which of course we're 99.9% .9 sure is like mostly made up. But this is like a real arcade cabinet that really real does game. and did exist. Yeah. Okay. And it's interesting to hear that even like the head designer and programmer and everything came out and had some stuff to say on it. So Termel said that they had already finished the game, of course, when Petrovic had passed away. Like the game had been done. It was done long before he passed away. And it had already started to ship out for sale into arcades with Petrovic already in it. So this is where it gets weird. Every once in a while, this game, and if you hear the glitch, it is just so startling and it doesn't happen with any other player. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, unannounced, the game will call out Petrovic, Petrovic. And it seems to be the announcer saying it, but it's unclear. Now, this will like mix with the audio of the game. They'll, oh God, I have chills. Like, they'll just be talking about something entirely different. They'll be like commentating on the basketball game. And then you'll just hear Petrovic, Petrovic. And it's like a complete glitch in the game. It won't stop. Like, I think you have to turn off and on the arcade cabinet for people who have experienced this. Like, mm -hmm. even if you have one of these cabinets to this day and you leave it on, you might just hear Petrovic's name being called out. It doesn't happen with anyone else. Do you think that it's possible they tried to alter the game so that like it wouldn't say his name and in turn like messed with the audio or messed with the system somehow and that's why the developer came out and like mentioned that the game oh. was already finished and like made this statement? And that's why he's the only player that this glitch happens to. Like, I wonder if they tried to alter it so that, like, his name was mentioned less, maybe, for, like, sensitivity mm. issues and something happened. That's honestly a really interesting look at it. I've never thought of it that way before. I mean, obviously, this is in 93. So um, I have to imagine that video game development is not the same as it is now. You can't just roll out an update over the cloud mm -hmm. to take content out. So that honestly makes sense. It's just interesting that Mark Termel would come forward and be like, yes, this happens, but not say something like that. And honestly, you know what? Maybe I'm giving NBA Jam a little bit too much credit. Maybe they were capitalizing off the death 
of this guy. Well, I mean, like, maybe they did it, like, by accident. Yeah. Like, maybe they were trying, like I said, to, like, not capitalize mm-hmm. on not even his death, but, like, him as a person, like, in a obviously sensitive and upsetting time. But, like, some of the units got messed up because I don't know how video game development would have worked then either. But I imagine, like, the cabinets are physical objects. Like, you'd have to work on each one so it makes sense it only happened to some of them like maybe they really did try to fiddle with them maybe honestly you know with some arcade cabinets i watched this channel and i've talked about him on this podcast before called odd hutter mm-hmm. he's who i heard from originally the nba jam petrovic curse thing and he was talking about a totally different game i can't think of the name of it but it was like In this game, a giant bloody teddy bear like chases you around Mm -hmm. and they knew that it would upset kids so much, like the people who made the arcade cabinet. They made this wire inside of the arcade cabinet, like a plug, and Mm -hmm. all you had to do was pull it. And then that bear was like replaced with something else that wasn't nearly as scary. Oh, interesting. So it really was all like physical. Yeah, totally. I mean, that makes sense. It it wouldn't just be as easy as recoding something, obviously. Like Mm -hmm. maybe they really did try to mess with the cabinets. And then, like, they realized some of them were kind of screwed up, but they didn't want to lose the profit, so they shipped them out anyway. And then he came Mm. out and was like, sorry, like, they were already done. Like, basically an overarching statement that if any glitches like that did happen to consumers, like, you know. That makes a lot of sense. And that's a perspective I have never thought of before. I mean, it could also be cursed, but, like, yeah. You know, and there are a lot of people on YouTube who have both documented and kind of talked about this haunting. The series Creepy Gaming with Mullet Mike actually showed the interview with the developer and the developer was like, yeah, this is completely real. Like, we don't know why this happens, Mm -hmm. but it's really eerie. And I thought that that was interesting that they came out and were just like acknowledging it, I guess. But now I'm totally team. They tried to fix the arcade cabinet. I think they and screwed did. Something up. <laughs> I mean, if it's really as simple, and not as simple, if it's as, I guess, daunting as just like moving physical wires, like if you can yes. unplug something and it changes what's happening on screen, if it really is that like physical and tangible, I can totally see them like getting messed up to various degrees. Okay, so traveling back a bit to the beginning of the episode, is the Madden curse real? Or is it the fact that everyone had abnormally amazing seasons before making the cover, so it's inevitable to perform worse? I think it's exactly like I said, yeah. Everybody has their best season before making the cover. Like, that's how you're chosen to be on the cover. You have this, like, insane season, so you're an up-and-comer. You have an abnormally good season. You have your best season. You're not going to have your best season again. Or, and hear me out, John Madden is in a basement, doing a ritual it's quite possible (laughs) i'm not ruling it out because i did not know that his smiling face had overtaken so many a copy of baden before (laughs) but i'm certainly not convinced that it is anything other than capturing someone in you know lightning in a bottle fleeting moment at their best and then the next season happens yeah I actually really agree with that. And I think that it's interesting that we have Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes on the 2022 cover. They've both been on the Madden cover before and had very different experience. Tom Brady still performing really well, potentially selling his soul to the devil, who knows? And Patrick Mahomes not doing so great after. So I think that social media is going to be watching them like hawks 
And then back to NBA Jam. Is it truly haunted? Is this a circumstance of potentially someone trying to be sensitive to his death and accidentally screwing something up? Were they capitalizing on it? What is kind of our consensus with NBA Jam? Because I think for me, it freaks me out no matter what it is. It's just so creepy and eerie to hear. I guess I still think that it probably was. Yeah, I think it probably wasn't ill-intentioned. Like, I'm sure that they were, Mm. you know, really trying to be respectful because that's just bad business not to be. I don't think they probably intended, like, they didn't put this glitch in on purpose, but I do think it probably is a glitch with the physical cabinet. Much as we like our ghosties and ghoulies here, it makes sense to me that because the sort of like development was so rudimentary compared to what we have now that some things would kind of get lost in the, you know, the process. I agree with that. I agree. Well, two, two gruesome gaming games, <laughs> two uh, examples of gruesome gaming debunked. Honestly, yep. debunked. We solved the That's case. Right. As usual. Oh, man. As usual. What do you guys think about these curses? Do you believe in the Madden curse? What is going on with NBA Jam? We really want to know what you all have to say. So let us know all of our social media by using hashtag gruesome twosome. Thank you all so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of Internet Urban Legends for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, and Ed Simpson from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro, with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Yumi Shin. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor, better known as Snitchery. AKA the Gruesome Twosome.